0: Have you ever felt trapped? I, I know that sometimes when my schedule gets really heavy and it's just you know, ba-boom, 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 I feel kind of trapped. Um, maybe when you, you know, are sitting through a really long sermon, <laughs> you begin to feel trapped. Um, there are all kinds of things that, that make us feel trapped that actually even trap us. Uh, sometimes it's economic problems. People are trapped in illnesses. People are trapped by unhealthy relationships. Some people are trapped by addictions, substance abuse, and and, and habits that are destructive. All of these things that that trap people, uh, they they actually come from a common source that, that traps all of us. And it's the thing that's symbolized by the mark on your forehead. That apart from Christ, we're all trapped in sin. And this is is our state when we're born. From from the moment we draw our first breath, from the moment we're conceived, we're we're, we're trapped in this state of being separated from God and, and just prone to sin. Those crosses on your forehead, however, are more than just ashes. They're in that shape for a reason. It's because as sin brings this this cycle of death that we can't get out of ourselves, God has intervened on our behalf by giving his only begotten son to die on a cross in our place. And that message of of Christ dying in our place, uh, this, this message of atonement, substitutionary atonement is the uh, the fancy theological word, we, we we really tend to focus on that, especially as Lutheran Christians. Um, in, in fact, we, we got a little taste of that in our second reading. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's this, this great exchange that takes place. And the Bible is full of images like that that describe what God has done to save us. There are all these beautiful uh, images and metaphors that help us to understand what God has done to intervene in our lives to do something about our sin. Now, we, we tend to focus on atonement. We tend to focus on forgiveness, that's good, it's right. But there are other images that are also helpful. Images like delivery, salvation, being set free from sin and from death. This idea of, of deliverance it is the, the core of the messages that are being put together in devotions from Lutheran Hour Ministries that uh, are written by uh, Dr. Kerry Vo. And uh, they're online. You can check them out at LutheranHourMinistries.com. You can get them by audio. We also have print versions of them out there. And they're going to form the basis of the, the uh, sermons and the homilies that we have across the, the Lenten season. But we're going to think about what God has done a little bit differently. We're going to think about how Jesus sets us And what does it mean to be free in Jesus? And a lot of this draws its imagery from the book of Exodus. Exodus is the second book of the Bible, it is the account of when Israel was trapped in slavery in Egypt. It's the account of how God intervened on their behalf. To free them from that slavery. To deliver them from the bondage that they were in. It's the story of salvation from slavery. To live as free people in God's blessings and in a covenant with him. The account of the Exodus is kind of like a prophecy. In action. In action. And I'm not saying these things didn't happen. They'd happened, and God used them in such a way to point forward to Jesus. It's a foretelling or a foreshadowing of what God does for us. So Jesus comes, and he preaches, everyone who sins is a slave to sin, and we have this, this bondage, this slavery that, that all of us live in, right? Everybody has one of these on their forehead, right? Symbolizing that you believe that you have sin in your life. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But later Jesus says, but if the Son sets you free, you will be free Indeed. Jesus sets us free. In the book of Exodus, it says that with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, God saved his people from slavery. Jesus, with nail pierced hands and outstretched arms, saves you from slavery to sin and its consequences. He sets you free. Free from fear. Free from selfishness. Free from sin. Free from all of sin's traps that that come upon us. I was was reading um, an old document today uh, by CFW Walther, the first president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And it says the gospel removes the desire to sin. Wow. And it does. It does, people of God. When we experience God's salvation, it removes this desire to sin. But we still have this brokenness lingering inside of us. Because the gospel is the power of God for salvation. But we get this idea that, that, boy, maybe there was something better back in Egypt. And we return to the slavery, and we still sin, don't we? We are people who have been set free, but we're so prone to wander back to the slavery that kills us and destroys us. I was trying to think of a a good example of this, and uh, the example that I fell upon came from the Harry Potter books. There's a house elf by the name of Dobby, and Harry helps Dobby get free. Just, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just pretend like you do. (laughs) And he's free. But he can't quite do all the things that a free elf should be able to do. He's just so comfortable with being a slave. And I think that's part of who we are as sinful people. That we have this amazing, beautiful freedom in the gospel of Christ. But we keep wanting to go back to the slavery of sin. The season of Lent is a time of tension. In this time we rejoice that we are free in Christ. But we grieve that we so quickly go back to our slavery. We grieve that we can't get loose. And so we live a life of repentance, a life of of constant turning, recognizing when, when we've gone back to our sinful ways to turn back to Jesus, to turn back to the God who loves us and who frees us and who forgives us. And part of this freedom is that we do get to return, that we get to repent. I know that so often we've heard that word, you know, it's, a, it's just a command, repent. You better do it. It's an invitation that God gives us free, that we can come back to him to live differently, to live as people who are loved by God, delivered and freed by him, so that we can freely love our neighbors and live in love and peace because Jesus has set us free. Amen.